In this episode, one lucky winner is going to win two of the Conquest First Blood starter sets from stored on tabletop.com. Make sure to like, comment, and subscribe for your chance to win. And if you get a chance, make sure and give us a little share on your Facebook. Make sure and get your comments in, give us a like, give us a share, and don't forget, weekend starts now. Hi guys and welcome to the weekender. It's Friday night. It's game night. I'm joined from exile. on the show from, <laughs> by the Mr. Justin, Miss Free herself, hey. and Ben, half of the Tasty Boys. Just one of the Tasty Boys this week. Yeah. Just one of the Tasty Boys. Fifty yeah. percent so, um, tasty this week. Fifty yeah. percent. Yeah. <laughs> right. I'm a, I'm a bit too marmy this week. There we go. <laughs> Let's get stuck in because we have tons to cover first things first it is that time of the year the birds are singing the daffodils are sprouting justin's getting his annual bath and it's the spring challenge oh. so ben we have launched the spring clean challenge for yes. 2021 this is, it is one of the highlights of my year because this is one of the few points of the year where I accomplish something. <laughs> <laughs> and I accomplish nothing like always. Yeah. So this is uh, the return of our now three-year running Spring Clean Hobby Challenge where uh, you could be in the running to win some goodies and some vouchers for the on tabletop store but importantly the whole process is the main thing that draws people to this so the sprinkling challenge works pretty much as the name would suggest you are going to pick up an old project maybe some miniatures that you haven't looked at in 10 20 years maybe a board game that you didn't finish painting or haven't played in a long while or and you're going to sit down and you're going to start redoing it bringing it back to life and putting it out there for everyone to see so all you need to do is go on over to our project system, which is linked down below in the uh, description anyway, and then you'll be able to make your own project, fill it in with as much detail as you like, and then make sure you click and add the Spring Clean Hobby Challenge to that as part of the contests, and you'll be entered into the draw that runs until the end of spring, which is in June, I'm going to say. June. It's definitely June. So, yeah. Um, so it runs until the first day of summer, basically. Yes. yes. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. Um, so there are four categories that you can be. Wouldn't that be into. the same day that we all start wearing our gowns and hoods and gather around stone monuments and start going, summer solstice. Yeah. That'll be the 21st of June then. <laughs> uh, but anyway, so there are there are four categories in which you can enter in order to win these fifty pound vouchers for stored on tabletop.com. So yes. there is best skill. This is the most skilled piece of work, be it uh, and a fantastic paint painting job on one particular miniature, or maybe just the overall finish on the entire selection. You've then got best tutorial. So this is not necessarily someone who finishes something, for example. It's just someone who has shown us in detail from step by step how something has come to life. So it can be from the very basic metal model or plastic model through all the way to the finished product. And this could be with something with like terrain as well, for example. It could be you completely building something from scratch, which is pretty awesome. 
You've also then got best idea. And again, this doesn't mean you have to finish anything. So don't worry, you can be like Justin. And this means all you need to do is have an amazing idea and show all the planning that went into it and just have fun brainstorming stuff. That's pretty awesome as well. And then there's also one more category, which is best junior member. Mm-hmm. So if you are under 16 and you want to dive into making your own project and showing off what you can do, then definitely do so because you could also win a £50 voucher for store.ontabletop.com. Mm-hmm. So yeah, fantastic stuff. And I cannot wait to see what people do because as you were saying, Warren, I think this is possibly the highlight of my year when it comes to our hobby and the community. So, it is. Yeah. And now I'm really excited to see what Warren does because this year oh. he has his hobby hole. Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah. Yep. Justin, you missed it last week, man. Mm-hmm. I was showing off the cog beds. Cog so bed. if you haven't oh, seen yeah. it, go and pick a free trial and come in and watch the XLBS where okay. I showed off the cog bed. The, the, cog bed. the yeah. hobby yeah. hole. The hobby hole is a filling. It's not a dirty, smelly <laughs> hole. No, it's a lovely, bright <laughs> hobby hole. It's like a hobbit hole. It's a hobbit <laughs> hole. Yeah, yeah that's exactly it's what it is. It's a hobby yeah. hobbit hole. Yeah. Sprinkling <laughs> challenge is my favorite of the challenges that we do in a year. And here is why. Most of us war gamers, I'm going to wear my grognard beard with pride on this one, but most of us war gamers throughout the course of a year, which then stretches into many years, which then stretches into decades, rarely finish anything. Mm-hmm. We are great at starting stuff. And then when you put a dollop of the ADHD in there, you become super at starting stuff. <laughs> you end up with lots of projects that are taken to a certain point and lots of little armies and things that are t- taken to a certain point. The spring clean challenge for me, why it's special is it allowed me to go back to a project that I hadn't finished and it encouraged me to go back to a project that I hadn't finished or an army that had seen better days and not worry about the whole starting process. I just got on with changing and finishing and, uh, and stuff like that. And it was, so most of my spring clean challenges over the years, over these last three years, uh, well, two years, uh, this year you know what i mean anyway most of the sprinkling challenges is about maybe picking up old fantasy armies and then breathing new life into them Mm -hmm. Uh, you know mostly through rebasing uh and the likes Mm -hmm. this year i haven't fully decided but i'm almost certainly going to spring clean a Martian army. (laughs) I think Um, think I'm going to spring clean the Martians. I have a a cool Martian army that I have been experimenting with some ideas on how I can um, give it the love that it needs. Mm. And that is, that is almost certainly going to be one. If I do, if I do any, it'll be the one, but I might do more, but that's almost certainly going to be my spring clean challenge for this year. You could go back to the old Bolt Ack Action army that we did. That's exactly what it is. That's exactly oh, is? what I'm doing. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I thought you had a different Martian army. No, it's, no, it's, no. It's, it's you. The amount of hoarding you do, I expect you to have multiple Martian armies. Yeah, no, no. This is this is the 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 one uh, that we put together for Bolt mm. Action, mm. and um, it it was it, it got to a point of a, of a basic standard. Mm-hmm. But now I really want to go to town on it and just really liven it up and 
camp it up and make it fun and funny looking and stuff like that so that I too have a tournament ready army for bolt action tournaments. <laughs> so what, are you going to make like a little sign box just to put on the gaming table with you? Andran, <laughs> um, <laughs> we are your friends. So yes, and I will be bringing uh, my own probe for my competitors. So, I hope I don't get what are you guys, oh my God. What are you guys thinking? A probe yeah. in the style of a measuring stick that you can... Oh my god, you can earn a fault tune. Yeah. For the wrong reasons, but you could definitely earn a fault tune, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, sorry, sorry, I ain't doing it. I can't do that. So. Yeah, no, I thought you were the good one. Um, yeah, what, what are you guys thinking for spring clean this year? To be uh, honest, from my perspective, hearing you guys going back to stuff, this is a really interesting time and I'm really excited to start stuff. So because I'm such a hoarder anyway, I'll buy a board game because it looks pretty. That's the worst. <laughs> this is probably one of the worst toxic traits I have with buying board games because it looks beautiful. Mm. So I've got stacks and stacks of board game and it's getting worse. I've got stacks and stacks of miniatures that need painting now. So it's getting to the point where I love, love Malifaux. I've got the most beautiful stuff to paint and I haven't got started. So now is the perfect time for me to sit down and take time painting my minis. Very cool. Playing some of the old board games I haven't got. Nice. What, what's your favourite uh, gang for Malifaux? Just out of curiosity. Neverborn I've got Ooh, into. Nice. Yes. I like the gothic style of Neverborn and I do mm. like, they've got the odd cute bit in there as well. They've got the teddy. <laughs> so I was drawn to the kind of cute gothic combo that they have with Neverborn. So Very cool. Getting forward, looking forward to getting started for those. Mm. Ben? Uh, so it'll come to no one's surprise that I am going to be painting some dwarves during this uh, spring cleaning challenge area. If it's if it's not anthropomorphic animals, it's dwarves. Uh, <laughs> so I'm going to be going back because I have uh, an eighth edition, well, seventh and eighth edition dwarf army that I, I was looking at lovingly a couple of days ago, just picking things out, out of the bag and going, oh, that's nice, putting it back. Uh, but I realized that I've got a whole bunch of metal models that I got gifted years and years ago now that I never actually finished because we stopped playing 8th edition. Uh, so I'm going to be cracking out some of the classic Citadel Games Workshop Dwarves and painting those up. So Ungrim, Iron Fist is in there as well. Long Drong Slayer Pirates at the same time too. So going to have a crack at the old metal models and get them painted up and then compare them to my old stuff and see how much has changed and how much I want to just rebuy an entire dwarf army. So, yeah. <laughs> That's nice. Yeah. What about you, Justino? Um, what you, what's on the cards? Honestly, I'm ashamed to say it, but I never finished painting my Indominus set from when the new edition of 40k came out. So I might, I might go back and revisit it. No, and I specifically went at it with the mentality of making the simplest paint scheme I could. I still burnt <laughs> out. Have you painted half of it? Um, so Indominus contained Space Marines and Necron. Yeah, so I, I yeah. took the Space Marine half. John yeah. took the Necron half. He finished his Necrons. We were planning to get games on. COVID came along and was a bit of an ass. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and so, I mean, like my, my hobby drive for it just like petered off and petered off and petered off. So, so I think you're going to finish the Space Marines. I'm, I'm going to come back and try and finish up the custom chapter that I made for my Space Marines. What's the paint scheme for your Space Marines? I can't remember which one it is. Well, um, Ben, it, before I, he gets it, I'm, I'm just, I'm gutted for him. Why? Because I thought to myself his spring clean challenge was going to be Necrons, where he'd get half an hour of dry brushing and then he'd be done. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so the, the color scheme I went for, Ben, I decided to do my own chapter, so I primed them in uh, Lead Belcher. Oh, and then I you. started doing all of the contrast watches over them to give it that mm -hmm. nice candy effect. It's actually where I discovered the, the Nasdreg yellow gold over the silver. 
Ah. It just comes out so beautifully that I used on uh, the dystopian wars that I painted. Very cool. What's the name of your chapter, Justin? I have not chosen yet, so maybe what? put it out to the community. <laughs> I you want to name. finish them up and get a feel for who they were first before okay. naming them. You can't give it out to the community oh, because no. yeah, if you if you if you give it to the community, they're all going to be dick jokes. So, yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah but that's half the entertainment value. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> you know why not let the why why are you denying the community fun? Are you the well, fun? Police you do realize <laughs> being set in grim dark, it needs to be some sort of Latin. So it is going to be like the oh, biggest okay. thickest chapter. <laughs> <laughs> or hang on the 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 mutinous fitness. Or the yes. mutinous tutinous chapter. Yeah. <laughs> How many minis so, you got um, left? Um. I got through most of the intercessors that came in it. I got through a couple of the bikes. Uh, I got at least two of the characters done. So whatever's left after that. So four minis. No, no. I think I, I, I still have quite a few. <laughs> I, I will. I will take pictures. I will fire up a project. There we go. And an interesting thing to point out as well, just on that, on that, is that you don't don't feel like you have to finish stuff during this. The whole point is that even if you spring clean one or two interesting things and you have a really fun time doing it, that's that's perfectly fine. And the cool thing is, because this keeps coming back every year and we are going to keep doing it, you can always come back to an old spring clean hobby challenge you did last year yeah. and try and revitalize that. Yeah. Ben's absolutely right. Look, don't feel under any pressure to finish, but if you don't, I will come around your house and stamp on your toys. <laughs> <laughs> Although, I think there, there is one thing I am going to do. I am going to sort of like go into the store and pick up some new hobby supplies just for working on it. I have like all fresh gear to work on it. What are you? What are you going to get? Uh, honestly, I'm I'm I just going to dive into like some of the Green Stuff World stuff because I know we just brought in some like new Kalinsky sable brushes that they do, and I love working with that brush type. Right. Okay. I know. I just I thought that, I didn't realize, Justin. Whenever you said you were going to pick up some hobby supplies, and then you mentioned Green Stuff World, I thought, oh God, th this could be any one of a number of hugely innovative products. You know, like their conductive paints and stuff like that. There. When no, have I ever been innovative? It was a paintbrush. <laughs> I am so a as a brick in mid-flight. All of my excitement just suddenly just what, no, what, I, paintbrush, I, you know, I, I will have a look through the range and see if yeah, there's do, anything man. like find really cool. Find something cool because they've got look. I've been picking up fluorescent paints. Yeah, uh, yeah, maybe. Hey, I've been picking up fluorescent paints because. Where is it? Oh, we're losing. I'll work. be with you. I'm not going very far. <laughs> well, I mean, like I, I have seen John actually playing around with the the flip paints that they do. Yeah. Oh. oh, you're doing some LED stuff. So, right. I'm going to talk a bit about this on backstage. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, but yes, I have been pushing on with the with the with the dungeon display. Mm -hmm. Okay. And I've been experimenting with um, LED lighting of it now. Mm. Okay. I've got some really cool things to show you. But one of the areas that I'm most excited about is that is a bag of UV. LEDs, black lights. Okay, so the the part of the dungeon that is actually a cavern, like a cave system, mm -hmm. I have this bag of glow in the dark green crystals that were sent, to me. <laughs> and whenever you hit these bad boys with UV light, they fluoresce like nobody's business. So I'm going to have that little part of it all UV'd with this and. The green stuff world, fluorescent paint, which is hiding on my desk somewhere. 
Yeah, uh, I know. What, I Warren, do me a favor, hold that bag up again, because I'm just getting like serious breaking bad vibes off you when you're holding that. <laughs> you're, you're out there, Heisenberg. Yeah. <laughs> Although I, I will be honest, there is maybe one thing that has came into the office that might be a bit of a speed bump for me, and I think you're going to be excited for this as well, Warren. <gasps> oh, that is cool. It's here. Right, wait. Mythic, Mythic Let's Battle see. Let's see. Right. This is a UV LED torch. This should react with this. So let's see. <laughs> and Warren right. sets the studio on fire. <laughs> so, where do you see the glow? Right. Oh, that's pretty cool. Oh, oh, kind of. <laughs> it works. Yeah, <laughs> I can see it. Glow. <laughs> yeah, I can see it a little bit. This is where you guys turn the lights. I don't know how to turn the lights off in here. <laughs> if I knew how to turn the lights off in here, I could make a, I could make a, make a big, big thing of this. But right, where do you see? We see, we see. Right, 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 right. I'm gonna take it off, and it'll still glow. Yeah, there's a hot spot there. Yeah. Do you see yeah, that works? Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that could be fun. Yeah. UV. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Oh, I'm a sad gold get, aren't I? No, oh, it's, it's, just, it's Not the simple at things at in life that make you happy. Exactly. Now, we're at that point of the show. This is the most important part of the show. This is Indie of the Week! I love that. Ow. Wow. Whenever I'm not on this show, do you guys do the whole... Do you do the no. whole... No, no, but I kind of want to take over when you're not here, Warren. Yeah. Free, please. <laughs> These guys just constantly let me die. So, Free, you, you, do, the, you do the takeover the, next time. So, <laughs> Right, who picked it and what is it? Uh, so the pick this week, uh, since we are Sansa Jerry, uh, is, is me. I picked it. I and did this. I picked one of my favorite companies. I did the bad thing. So yes, this is me who has picked up uh, the pot awesome. Noodle. Well, no, not a pot noodle or a penguin. All right, okay, <laughs> or a penguin. This is uh, Artel. I just thought it was one of Justin's favorite companies. You see, so <laughs> it's Artel W. Artel W. Some of the yeah. finest resin cast miniatures I have ever laid hands on. Yeah, they so, are gorgeous. You will have no doubt seen a lot of their range popping up uh, on our site. We've done a whole bunch of unboxings for them in the past. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, we've also had a lot of sort of like looks at these miniatures in the news and that kind of thing as well. Mainly because a lot of the stuff they do um, is very applicable to a lot of games out there. So things like 40K and, and Age of Sigmar and all sorts of stuff like that too. Yeah. But they have an extensive 28 millimeter range, as you can see here, that covers all manner of really, really, really nice characters. Now, the interesting thing about a lot of this stuff, uh, so all of it's um, cast in high quality resin, which is obviously very nice indeed. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the time you see these and you think, oh, those are nice renders. But when you actually click in and you see like the details on these and you actually look at what the finished product is, it most of the time it blows me away like the, wow. the actual quality and the crispness of the casts is just fantastic. Mm -hmm. And there it's very much a company, which are kind of like that. You go here and buy your role play character for something like Wrath and glory, or you use it to pick up a captain or something you want to use in your army and something like that. Uh, and, but yeah, absolutely stunning range of miniatures. Gorgeous, gorgeous stuff. Does anybody want to like call out a miniature? Do they, they want to have any orcs? They do have orcs. So mm. if you, I think if you go, up or down, one of the two. They... <laughs> one way or the other. Yeah. There we go, orcs. Yeah. So, and this is particularly pertinent since last week on the XLBS, we were talking about how the fact that all orcs look very goofy. Yeah. And I suggested that Artel might not be a bad idea because they tend to do a lot more kind of like pretty badass looking orcs yeah. as yeah. well in this collection. Uh, but I mean, yeah, 
Grots, Gretchens, Orcs, War Bosses, Boys, Bikers, everything. They do all sorts of different things. Wow. So many options with what they do as well. Can't get over how much detail there is in every individual miniature. Yeah. It's so yeah. highly detailed. Look at that. The rope on there, the, the piping, everything mm-hmm. is so perfect. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It'd be uh, a joy to paint too, Justin, because the the recesses and stuff like that, it, it, it'll just it just makes it so easy to pick out yep. the parts. I mean, I've I've unboxed some of these before. And you see even just getting them stuck together. You know the way sometimes you're working with resin or metal miniatures and they just refuse to stick together? Mm-hmm. The actual way that Artel cuts their miniatures down is done like with such precision. The actual joint points are so solid. You need very little glue and it just locks in within a few seconds. Mm. Just a joy to put together. Yeah. Nice. And I think they kind of, as, as I was saying before, I think they've managed to nail that kind of, I'm a seriously badass looking orc thing going on like mm-hmm. all the faces they've done for them they don't look goofy they look yeah. like they want to chomp your face <laughs> kind of thing. so mm-hmm. yeah which is always nice <laughs> um i want to see the buggy yeah oh definitely have a look at the buggy the buggy this was one of the newer ones they released quite recently as well this one so if you're doing something like a speed freaks army this would be wow. a pretty interesting addition to that yeah Look at that. There's yeah. some amount of components in that. There is, yeah. mm-hmm. Which gives them all the ability to put in all of the detail everywhere. Yeah. Now, obviously, these, because of the fact that it's resin and it's such high quality, it obviously comes at a little bit more of a cost. But if you're doing it as more of like a bespoke addition to something, then it's a pretty cool idea, in my opinion. So, yeah. yeah. I love now, Justin, on that previous page, right? Mm-hmm. Go to the page before this one. So this? Uh, the one where you... Yeah, right. See them flesh golems of Voidborn ancients these that's it uh-huh. yeah that's, that's no. some eldar stuff i think yeah dark eldar drakari style creatures look at that yeah mm-hmm. i mean the the sculptors just do absolutely gorgeous work in this company i i've never been able to get over it every time i open one of their boxes it's wow so beautiful i like that one with the teeth yeah, yeah. it's like a, like a venom kind of a thing going on there isn't it mm-hmm. see if we can get a close-up of him maybe there he is. Yeah, oh. there he is. And you can actually see in this picture what I'm talking about. You see that that join point at the shoulder? Yes. Where they've actually done the cut to match with the muscles mm-hmm. so that it completely hides the joint within a recess of the skin. Wow. So they've even that is very boutique, isn't it? Mm-hmm. I just I love what these guys do. Mm. it's probably worth having a look at some of the characters and stuff they do so this grim gothic one is kind of what i was saying when it comes to the idea of um sort of picking characters for using role-playing games and that kind of thing so mm. they've done this as a, the kind of like uh the inquisitorial retinues and stuff that you might even find yeah, pick uh, out lord maximilian there because maximilian he, he's yeah. calling to me <laughs> <laughs> it's the fur <laughs> he's a bit bougie, you know. well we lords need to stick together you see. Uh, yes of course <laughs> Yeah. very so the, nice like rogue trader-esque one here yeah and the, the cool thing about this actually is that it goes into one of the um the sort of avenues that artel do is that as well as their own stuff sculpted by like a, a team they also have stuff that works in collaboration with other other studios so they bring on board a lot of other different people to do things uh and sort of build them into their range really so if there's like a little niche then they can use this to sort of fill that so, mm-hmm. yeah and then they've also got some other stuff here, Ben. What's this? 
Yeah, so um, as well as the kind of stuff for grimdark future style games and that kind of thing, they also have their own game, which is called Hydrophilia. And uh, Jerry has looked at this in some unboxings where he looked at each of the different faction sets. So if you want to find those, you can find them in the kind of the Hydrophilia section of our website. I'll have a link down below if you did go and do yeah, that. Yeah, that's these four. Yeah, so those four boxes. But this is their cyberpunk style game. Um, so if you have wanted to play some cyberpunk on the tabletop but uh, not been drawn in by other miniatures ranges then this is the kind of thing to go for um, so it's set in their own world that they've created which is really awesome all the different factions are really unique and really different and obviously again they're all done with the same high quality resin casting mm. so it's all very tip top shape when it comes in and all the sets themselves are very self-contained so there's only maybe three or four models to a set more or less um, so it's not a big one it's a bit of a skirmish game which is pretty cool so, oh, wow. very cool stuff i love mech soldiers <laughs> yeah lots of different flavors of different factions in here as well so you've got things like the soldiers in the kind of mech suits and then you've got your typical more sort of like street gangers and that kind of thing as well tetsue there it's like almost a little bit more of like that classic net net runner style thing yeah. from mm -hmm. cyberpunk 2020 and stuff mm. so yeah you've got that going on uh, proper yeah. mechs with energy shields very cool stuff indeed. Mm -hmm. How did you find painting them? Hmm? How did you find painting them? I actually, I've the ones I've painted where the they're sort of like a an alternate version of Valhalla infantry mm -hmm. takes paint really, really well. Nice. It's just yeah. I'm a terrible painter. <laughs> it's it's one of those interesting things, a little bit like how Warren was saying earlier, where the more detail on the sculpt doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to be like a pain in the ass. In actual fact, it means means that it's actually maybe easier because you get the base coats down and then washes and contrast stuff over the top of it mean that it suddenly becomes a lot. Oh, you clicked on doors. Uh, <laughs> uh, I was wondering if you would yeah. notice. Uh, the washes and contrast that go then over the top of it mean that everything sort of blends together really nicely and everything pops with maybe two or three steps less than you would have normally found, which is pretty mm -hmm. cool. Yeah. Um, this goes into another one of the sort of areas that I was uh, talking about before where they kind of bought on licensed stuff. So this is all from Zolotoy Dub and this is more of their fantasy range. Um, so if you're doing a lot of things for like Warband style games like um, Frostgrave, for example, Justin. or maybe you play... That's you, It's totally... It's oh, that's my mate Justin I'm there. Can he? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but this is also the perfect kind of area to go if you want to look for things like Dungeons and Dragons style adventures. So maybe if you want to make a ranger or a barbarian or a knight and things like that, you've got those options there too. Uh, and again, uh, very similar to the rest of it, all done in high quality resin. So, And it's all 28 mil scale. I should probably have said that before, but 28 mil, sort of 32 mil, if you were going slightly more on the heroic side of things. Uh, so you can dive in and play around with it and uh, and see what you like about it. But uh, I love this little dude. That's brilliant. <laughs> oh, I love that. My hip. Now that's you after you were moving all of Warren's uh, play equipment. There you go. So. Yeah, the swing set that wasn't just a swing set. It was an entire jungle gym. <laughs> You've got uh, your before and after there, haven't you? You've got the guy with the axes before and then you're after here. Okay, I'm ready. <laughs> the dwarves are really nice. Yeah, they are. They are gorgeous. And the thing that I really like about those dwarves, and this is something that you have to get right with dwarves, right? is that it's all about the beards. If the beards look good, then the rest of the model is, is, is just easy enough to carry on. So mm -hmm. the beards have got to be nice and detailed, and then away you go. So mm -hmm. very cool. <laughs> nice. Love it. Love it. And of course, you can't do it without a bard. Oh, we can't. Absolutely need a loot in there somewhere. Uh, 
So yeah, this was uh, like a, a fairly quick look at what's um, available from RTL. But as we were saying before, if you go back to that kind of like larger 28 mil one after this, Justin. Uh-huh. Uh, I just, just want to see their the Vikings. Oh, of course. Let's take Saga, for example. Of course, you've got it. Jerry and Lloyd aren't here, so someone's got to carry the bathroom. <laughs> yeah. Even though I was the one who started talking about Saga before they ever did. Never mind. <laughs> don't, don't be a hipster. You didn't like Saga before it was called. <laughs> <laughs> They're not here to argue, you see. So that's good. Um, uh, I'm digging the Vikings. Very cool set. All right, yeah, so you awesome. want the... Yeah, so if you just go back to the main page. Uh... <laughs> yeah, you can do that, yeah. Um, so it's well worth diving into this and just having a look at all the different bits and pieces they have because this is just like the tip of the iceberg when it comes to their collection of things. They've got loads of stuff in there that is very, very good for skirmish games in particular, mm-hmm. I think, personally. Um, but obviously a lot of this stuff could be used to kind of like start up elite units within armies and that kind of thing as well. Um, but yeah, absolutely amazing stuff from these guys. And they continue to churn stuff out at a phenomenal rate, as well as the Zolotoy dub stuff that we just saw there, which is kind of like all the fantasy-based stuff. They are actually going to be doing their own range of fantasy miniatures very oh, soon. Nice. Mm-hmm. So they've been showing off a bunch of sketches for that quite recently over the last couple of weeks and my god they've got things like paladins rogues clerics everything that you can imagine is kind of being like that D toolkit that you need to get started they're doing all of those in their kind of traditional style and oh they look beautiful to say the least so, good job cool. good job right that wraps up your indie of the week uh go and check out rtlw.com next up it's time for some news Coming to you from the center of Northwestern Europe. Covering board games, war games, card games, and all that shit you love. It's the News. <laughs> Starting off with the news this week, uh, we have some more stuff by the folks at Atomic Mass Games. Uh, they had quite the fun weekend, and we are going to be looking a little bit more some stuff in, the, in, in, in a little bit in the future. But we're going to be looking at Star Wars, first of all, because they revealed some new awesome stuff for the Clone Wars era, and those that are sort of diving into the kind of Kashyyyk sort of battlefields of the Clone Wars movies, sort of moving into Revenge of the Sith and that kind of thing. So leading the way was the one and only Yoda, mm-hmm. um, who is Jedi Master Yoda, not Doddery Old Yoda from the uh, original trilogy. Um, so he's going to be flinging himself around, taking on Dooku and all sorts of different things in this Mm-hmm. most likely, killing some uh, uh, clone troopers that have turned against him, cutting their heads off in a rather brutal way as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he rocks in at like 200 points, so he's quite the point sink, obviously, as you might imagine, uh, but very awesome-looking model. Really nice to see that they've gone with the sort of same thing they've done in previous models of this kind of like last couple of years where they've done this kind of two-pose two style thing going on. Mm-hmm. So you've got the one with him leaping there or the other one with him casting his force powers and everything like that, which is very cool indeed. Now, he obviously has his lightsaber, but he's got a, he's got a force power built into his character card as well, which is really awesome. So he can sort of send everyone barreling away from him, which is really cool. Uh, but of course, he will come with all the upgrade cards that um, Jedis often get in uh, Star Wars Legion as well, which is very mm-hmm. nice to see. And he's got plenty of slots in there for extra powers. Yes, yes. Very nice. Yeah. Um, moving on from Yoda and still th- sticking with the Kashyyyk theme, we also got a new set of Wookiee Warriors. Um, so Wookiee Warriors, as people who have played Star Wars Legion already know they do already exist within the world of star wars legion and there's a set that you can already buy but that comes with a lot more melee options in it this one will come with more ranged offerings in the set Mm -hmm. uh, which would mean that you can sort of use this as a replacement for the old set if you want to 
but the old one's still viable. Or you can just use it sort of in tandem with it and make a full Wookiee force. Mm. Maybe a Wookiee by army, a, man. I love it. Led by a Wookiee general. <laughs> I, I still want a Gungan army. Oh, of course, of course. Just to well, be a troll. I mean, you know, the big separatist droids armies out, are out there and the Gungans did help fight them on Naboo, so mm-hmm. it, makes, it makes sense to have them out there at some point. Um, it seems whenever like... Atomic- Justin, you, do, you only need to relax whenever... Mm-hmm. Whenever they've done all the proper stuff that people actually want to buy, <laughs> then they'll do an army for you. Yeah. So. Uh, but yeah, really nice new models, really detailed Wookiees. They're a lot more detailed than the original ones, but again, they are from mm-hmm. a, a long time ago in terms of Star Wars Legion now. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, very awesome. Mate, I, I reckon, I think this is going to be their sort of unit champion for the set, but it also looks a lot like one of the generals that um, Yoda's hanging out with mm. in uh, the film. So maybe... Uh, you could use them as that yeah, as well, which would be cool. Cool, yeah. beans. cool beans. Um, on top of that, they've also got some more stuff for the Separatists. So forget your tactical droids. What about a super tactical droid? Uh, so you can throw this into the mix to lead your droid forces to battle on the tabletop. If anyone's watched the Clone Wars TV series, you'll be very familiar with how these uh, turned out. And there's even a named version of one of these in one of the episodes, which is really cool. Painted up in like an entirely black suit of armor with kind of gold filigree all over him, which is really, really awesome. Nice. They've also got the Magna Guards. So if you want to refight that clash at the start of Revenge of the Sith mm-hmm. uh, aboard um, Grievous's um, flagship, then you can do that as well and throw mm. these minutes into the mix. Obviously, you're going to be very, very good against those people that are running Jedi as your opponents because you're going to have some sort of droids that can go up close and personal with them, which is very awesome indeed. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's not it. They've also got a couple of vehicles too. So um, one for the Rebellion era is the AA5 speeder truck. Um, so obviously, one of the big things about the Rebellion is that they don't really have their own vehicles, as it were, land vehicles anyway. Obviously, they have X-Wings and Y-Wings and all that sort of thing. But they don't have much in the way of kind of like armor on the ground. But they have taken things like speeders and obviously the speeder truck, as you can see here, and turned them into um, troop delivery systems and uh, sort of battlefield armor for you to use, which is very cool. Mm-hmm. Um, looking nice. That's a nice uh, vehicle, actually. I, I like yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if I could get one that had like a pickup truck back on it and just like yeah. a laser cannon on there, <laughs> that would kind be of exactly cool. what I want. Yeah. Yeah. You could convert that. You oh, could, yeah, sure. And mm-hmm. as a lot of people were saying to me when I showed this to some of my friends, they were like, I am painting the windshield because I do not want to do the interior. And I was like, oh, okay, <laughs> okay, fair enough. <laughs> well, the thing about it is, it kind of reminds me a bit of a camper van. It, it looks does. very yeah. caravan, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, so it's like a space Winnebago with hillbilly armor on it. <laughs> <laughs> Space hillbilly armor. Wow, that's great. Um, as well as the AA5 speeder truck, there's also the LAATLE patrol transport, um, which again will be familiar to a lot of people who have watched the Clone Wars series. Um, uh, if you want to be playing around as a Galactic Empire and also the Separatists. So, uh, and sorry, not the Separatists, the Republic in the Clone Wars era and the Galactic Empire in the Rebellion. That's the way around it is. Uh, And it comes with two different styles, obviously with two different sets of rules to it based on the period in which you use it, which is very cool. Um, And this isn't going to be the the only things we're seeing from these guys in the next couple of months. Uh, The guys at Atomic Mass Games have said that they're going to be diving really, really deep into Star Wars Legion and providing us with a lot more stuff uh, sort of coming up in the next couple of months to kind of get everyone fired up for when we all get to get back to the tabletop and play games once more. So, yeah. I have rediscovered my love of Star Wars. Rediscovered? Hi. 
Yeah, I, 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 I went through, I went through a, a, a moment of disconnection with Star Wars, and then Ben put me onto the Clone Wars series. Um, before that, the Mandalorian helped massively. Mm-hmm. Um, Star Wars deviated from from my memory of it you know where it was it was it was a spaghetti western in space uh, kind mm-hmm. of thing you know um the mandalorian completely reset that and then it gave me a real desire to 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 envelop myself in the in the in the universe again and then ben put me on to clone wars and after skipping the first couple of seasons um it, it actually gets really good really quick and it it makes the it makes the whole clone wars era um much more watchable and much more enjoyable um than the than the movies ever made it so based on all of that my second spring clean challenge ben oh, got one. Uh-oh. he's making the mistake of doing more than one thing i'm gonna do two i'm gonna do two and, and for for someone like me with the the, the old adhd gene two is perfect because when I'm procrastinating, I'll procrastinate on the other. Mm-hmm. So through total constant procrastination, I should be able to move both on. <laughs> Until yes. Project 3 what turns up, and Project 4, and Project 5, and Project 6. Project 2 will be, I have, I have a little bit of a collection of the old Wizards of the Coast Star Wars minis. Wow. Okay. I'm going to um, shade all of them and rebase all of them onto my clear base formula um, so that I can use them in RPGs and little games of Star Wars with the kids. That's cool. That will be project two. And I, think that, I think that will go well. Mm-hmm. There. Thank you for inspiring me again, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> What's next? Uh, we have got um, new expansions coming from... Cosmos games, not expansions. We have got new games going Cosmos games. So if you guys Ooh. are aware of the escape room kind of scenarios that you have, you've got exit the game. We've got new bits coming from them as well. So the idea, realistically, with exit the game, so it's like an escape room, but you've got to set it up wherever you want. So you have lots of components to get through to set it up, and you must complete it with a time frame if you don't want to escape within that time frame, if not so the new ones that are coming out so you're clued up with puzzles and you've got the deserted lighthouse and the sacred temple so these are a little different to the original ones these contain puzzles inside so if you're a bit of a puzzle nut like i am i love a puzzle and putting puzzles together uh, you are going to love these because when it comes to finding out the next step your puzzles create little pictures to tell you where to go next so they are really really interesting now, are they actual jigsaw puzzles? Yeah. Or are they? Yeah. 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 That's cool. I hate Wow. Jigsaw puzzles. Yeah. So the normal way that an exit game works a little bit like, well, in particular, if you look at these ones here, you've got gate between worlds. So yeah. within that, what normally happens is you get a deck of cards and then you get a bunch of just other components and yeah. you go through the deck of cards trying to solve all of the different puzzles in order to try and escape the room, as Free was saying. Mm-hmm. The different thing is with the Deserted Lighthouse and the Sacred Temple is that deck of cards is replaced by the jigsaws. So you have to build the jigsaws and then study the images in order to try and work out what you need to do next. 
So it's puzzles within puzzles yep. that you play through, which is really cool. Oh, I have to try this. Yeah, it's great. It's oh, absolutely... I have to try this. The Gate Between Worlds uses riddles instead. So yeah. rather than making your way by creating the picture of the puzzle, you're using riddles and you've got to... Uh, if anyone's challenged me to a game of riddles, I really do feel like they'll go baggins and put them on. <laughs> so uh, I'm definitely, definitely up for doing yeah. so. But the only shame I find about these is that they are a one-time play because obviously yes. you have to use them to get through. Uh, yeah. to find the end but they are so reasonably priced and they're only like 13 pounds for it yeah so for creating something something really great to do during quarantine as well because getting your family together kind of doing something within your home mm. um, and doing something a little bit out of school today does actually beat a binge watch of netflix for me so yeah i think it's a great experience it's the only reason we haven't done a let's play of these is because they are one shot and it would just yeah. give away the game Yes, yeah. yeah. And, and and the thing that I always say when people are like, oh, I don't want to spend £15 or something if I'm only going to play it once. It's like, well, you'd spend that if you're going down the pub or if yeah. you're going to an escape room, which is a one-and-done experience, yeah. paying five quid each. Everybody ch chips in for an exit game. You can do it in the <clears throat> safety of your own home with your own drinks and your own snacks. So there you go. Well, Could you do it over the internet? You could if you had someone who had a camera face down on like a table showing all the components. You could definitely do it that way. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There's actually an escape room has opened up in Port Rush, Warren. Oh. If you want to go sometime. Ooh. No. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to be locked in a room with me? No, absolutely not. <laughs> absolutely. I learned my lesson the last time, Justin. That was shy. Oh, yeah. Anyway. Quickly, that was <laughs> um, I love the idea of, look, I'm not a fan of jigsaws, okay? I, I have, I've had a horrible experiences with jigsaws all the way through my life. Experiences that <laughs> well, no man should ever have had with jigsaws. Yeah. But I've had them. So I'm no fan of jigsaws, but I am a fan of gaming. Oh, yeah. I'm very curious to see how they integrated jigsaws into this. Mm -hmm. Um so I'm I'm going to I'm going to pick up one of them jigsaw sets just to try that. I really I, want to. See. I think you'd be pleasantly surprised how fun they are, and they're also yeah. actually quite challenging. Um, oh, yeah. The first one I did of the Exit series was their like first game, which is like the polar sort of outpost thing, and mm -hmm. we did it in like half an hour, forty five minutes, and we're like, well, that was easy. So we bought the got the next one, and we were like, what the hell? Uh, how it do we? Up quick, did it? <laughs> so what, is this like the time you played Sherlock Holmes consulting detective? Yeah, yeah, and you're like, I have no idea what's going on here. Oh, it went, meant that. To, there's a lot of lateral thinking, which is very cool. So, mm. but yes, awesome. Right, what's next? Uh, so moving on, we're going back to Atomic Mass Games because just to annoy us, they decided to announce more stuff last week after we'd filmed the episode of The Weekender. So <laughs> in addition to all the stuff we looked at right. last week, we also have more stuff coming out for Marvel Crisis Protocol, and it's all to do with one of the coolest superheroes of them all, Spider-Man. So there's going to be a new amazing Spider-Man and Black Cat set, which will give you a Spider-Man that is separate from the core set with own rules and all kinds of things like that. You've also then got Black Cat, as you can see there, very balletically leaping out of the way of an enemy. Going to be interesting when that's set up on the tabletop in different scenarios. Mm -hmm. uh, and then you also have, and of course, Spider-Man has, Spider has the best rogue gallery in the Marvel Universe. We've got Craven the Hunter, mm -hmm. who is out to hunt down the spider in New York. We have Lizard, Doc Connors, um, who's trying to turn everyone into reptiles. Mm -hmm. uh, we also have the deadliest of all symbiotes, Carnage, 
so if you want to have a proper classic Spider-Man Venom team up, you can go and take out Carnage, which is pretty awesome. This is why I'm really looking forward to Venom 2 when it lands. Oh, yes. Yeah. And finally, Mysterio. So you can bring the proper goldfish bold Mysterio to the tabletop uh, to use in your games. And this then adds on to all of the other Spider-Man villains that have existed previously. So they've done things like uh, you've got Fisk, who is obviously an enemy of both Daredevil and Spider-Man. You've got Venom in there as well. You've got Doc Ock too. So there's loads and loads of of really awesome Marvel stuff coming up over the next couple of uh, months. New terrain as well? Yep, new terrain. So you've got a new apartment building. Maybe that's going to be Peter Parker's apartment. And you could use that as kind of like his home base, which would be pretty awesome. That's cool. not seen here, but previewed. Uh, but I didn't want to share it because the pictures are tiny, very, very tiny, and Lloyd would kill me. Uh, there is going to be Mr. Sinister is coming up for those X-Men fans. Plus, and free pointed me onto these, uh, <laughs> Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver are both coming up as well, which makes a lot of sense considering WandaVision was on quite recently. So mm-hmm. very cool. Fantastic. What is next? We've got the news ball going from AEG. Um, that's going to come to retail real soon, and that is Cubitos. Um, what I do want to draw attention to is my favourite part of when I first looked at this game, is the block of cheese on the front of the box, wearing lederhosen, socks, and hairy legs. I mean, if that's <laughs> hilarious and fun to you, I don't know what does. <laughs> uh, lady. So what's the premise of this game, then? So players do take the role of like some really cool looking characters um, and they run a race for the annual Q Cup. So in a way, they start it. They've got to get to the end, really. There's a start and a finish line and they have to race to get there. But the thing is, is the track moves and you have to use dice to get to the end against your opponents. And it seems like an absolute havoc and it seems like a lot of fun. And your characters have got different abilities to help you get to the start to the finish. And it just seems like a really fun game to play with a lot of people, especially with families too. I tell you what, the the timing, you know, let's be honest, we're all hoping that there's light at the end of this tunnel now and that we can start to potentially get meeting up again. Mm. So the timing of the big participation games um, is kind of good at this stage, you know, because it's nice to start thinking ahead to some possible slight moves towards normality again yeah. mm-hmm. so it's um it does look like an awful lot of components so i've got to say and that's always oh. one of my kind of uh when it comes that, to board games i struggle with board games that have hundreds and hundreds of components it's, a, it's actually not that bad because each of the, each of you has your own set of dice that you roll but then those little cubes that you see, <laughs> cubitos cubes, yeah, um, outside yeah. <laughs> hold the little dice in them, but you don't have all of them in your collection. You buy those dice throughout the rest, throughout the period of the game yeah. by generating money as you play. And then they go into your own little dice pool. So it's actually fairly self-contained and mm-hmm. games go really, really quickly. Uh, and you can basically, uh, I, I watched a review where they said they got through like three or four games in two hours, something like that. Wow. So depending on how much you put into the game and how quick and how sort of knowledgeable you are with it you can really sort of go to town on it um mm. the other thing that's really nice about this is that you know if Bree was saying about the different characters that you can sort of use their abilities for there are seven different cards for each of those characters so rather than it just being one character has one ability and that's it you can mix and match it however much you like in order to try and make it more 
random and quirky or more lean and interesting sort of like tactical decision making and that kind of thing mm. um so i think they've put like a lot of work into this making it kind of like a a bit of a, a fun romp of a game i guess you'd say would be the... i think what i like about this as well is it is replayable as well as you said yeah. about seven different characters and seven different abilities because it's not linear and you go on one straight line and the track is constantly moving you've got a constantly moving track loads of different characters to play on it's just a lot of fun and a loads of different games <clears throat> you can play yeah. just in a different way. So and... I normally find with games like this, whenever it's you look at the game for the first time and you don't understand what the components are used for, yeah. I think as soon as you get past that first little step of just understanding what each component is for, yes. you're okay. Like I, I've had the same thing with loads of games in the past, like Terraforming Mars. When my friends set that up for the first time, I sat down and went... Overwhelmed. Uh, Okay, what do all these mean? Uh, and then they went, this means this. And you're like, I get the legend of the game now. I understand what everything means symbology-wise and that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And I think that's definitely the case with this one as well. Like, it looks a bit much, as you were saying, Warren, but in actual fact, it's a lot more simple than you might think. Yeah. Uh, and the, the, game, the game sequence is very easy. It's just roll dice, decide if you want to keep them. If you don't keep them, you can roll again. But if you get too many blanks, then you go bust. And you're like, oh no, kind of thing. So it's got push look elements in it. Yeah. And once you've decided, you just race and that's it. And you run exactly. around the track. So really simple. Awesome. Yeah. I love right. need versus greed mechanics. <laughs> Next up, we're going to Sigmar and Grimdark. Yeah. What has the old games workshop got in store for us? So uh, the big Warhammer preview from last weekend uh, went up on the Saturday. And the main focus was on the Soul Blight Gravelords trademark. Uh, that are your vampire counts of the old world brought into the mortal realms. Um, at the head of this was the Blood Knights. So those people who remember that £65 box of uh, Blood Dragon Knights from back in the day, done in fine cast. <laughs> <laughs> this is the new replacement for those in plastic, uh, as you might imagine. So probably mm -hmm. a little bit cheaper. Uh, and uh, this is your sort of like vampire. I wouldn't count on it, like, mate. Well, yeah, probably. <laughs> right, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm crossing all the fingers and toes. Um, <laughs> um, uh, I, I will say at least the cavalry looks nicer than the older stuff. Yeah, I, I really quite like the look of these. I think, oh well, in general, I think this entire army looks fantastic, mainly because it kind of brings across that a little bit more of that grimdark feel mm. and then adds that into the mortal realms. In addition to that, we've also got the death rattle skeletons. Um, no, so these are awesome. Mm. Yes. These are flipping fabulous. They've got I mean, quite like a Turkish feel to them. Yeah. Like spiked but, but most importantly, no stupid cheesy Bat wings, bat wings and stuff like yes. that. Oh, oh yeah, it, they're proper skeletons, and they look like they would kick ass. So Lovely. These are a little bit of a kind of well, they're a more generic, for want of a better word, force of skeletons based on the similar designs from those we've seen in Cursed City, which is the new Warhammer Quest game. Mm -hmm. But these could easily match in with those and have that kind of Middle Eastern, almost sort of Eastern European style feel to them, as Justin was alluding mm -hmm. to in terms of the designs. Um, the same goes for the new Dead Walker zombies. Now, a lot of people that have been playing Warhammer will know that the zombies that they've had previous to this have been in service for a really, 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 really long time. Uh, but these are the new versions of the zombies that are coming out. Again, similar naming and style and that kind of thing to the ones we saw in Curse City, but with less of the um, grave markers stuck through their backs kind of thing going on. Mm -hmm. um, um, and as some people said on uh, social media, 
put a number next to each of these and then tell us which is you on a night out. And, uh, <laughs> so, All of them! <laughs> um, so yeah, so the core sort of basics of the undead army for the vamp- well, the new Soulblight Gravelords has been sort of ironed out there. So you've got cavalry options, skeletons, and zombies. As well as that, they've redone the Felbats. So instead of them being those kind of uh, old, slightly static models that we had in the past, we've now got significantly larger monstrous style bats, as you can see here, for you, for you to use in your games. I think they look really cool. Um, I particularly like the two sort of got, that have got their wings unfurled. I think they're very, very awesome. Mm. And I think they're posed dramatically enough that they could possibly be used in a billion different vignettes when uh, Game Day comes back and Golden Demon comes around. Mm-hmm. Um, very but true. These, yeah. But uh, these are also then all tied together as part of the new Soul Blight Gravelords Battle Tome, which is coming out. And I think the <clears> artwork <throat> on the front of that looks just amazing. Oh, it does. As I say, reminds me of Warhammer of Old, uh, which is really awesome to see. Um, Very cool-looking drag um, vampire on the front who looks a little bit like a blood dragon, was what I was going to say there, but very Mm -hmm. cool. Um, This wasn't all they previewed for Age of Sigmar because as well as that, they also showed off the full warband for Kanan's Reapers. Uh, so if you scroll down there, Justin, you'll see the rest of those. Yes. So Kanan is the large Ossiark Bone Reaper at the front there with the massive Executioner-style axe. Uh, but then he is flanked by a set of five other Ossiark Bone Reapers that are alongside him fighting for control of the dire chasm sent by uh, Nagash to claim all kinds of prizes from that um, the realm of Gur. The realm Isn't of it interesting, Ben? Mm. that the skeletons mm-hmm. are so good that they even make the bone reapers, which are partic- which are not old, mm. but they make them look a bit outdated. They mm. do a little bit, yeah. yeah. See, I, I found this faction has been very Marmite from day one. Some of the stuff I like, some of the stuff I absolutely detest. These I'm, I'm a bit lukewarm on. See, I, I think they're really nice because mainly because of like a law thing. Like they were created by Nagash as almost like this dark reflection of the Stormcast mm. because they have that sculpted bone, mm-hmm. like facade of their armor. Uh, and, uh, and uh, you know, a Stormcast is a person within a suit of armor, whereas these are souls imbued to it. And it's kind of like a little bit of a mockery of them. And I do like that element to it. I will say a little bit like you, there are some elements of the army that I'm not overly fond of. I don't, I'm not, don't really like the cavalry for example but mm. on the on the on the whole in the main i actually quite like uh, a lot of the stuff the other bone reapers but it's okay. nice to see them getting a warhammer underworld set which means that it's a good sort of entry point for someone who wants to test a faction which i think is really good for uh, warhammer Und- underworlds as a whole mm-hmm. um but as well as that we had a couple of teasers there so that's a bunch of the trailers for the miniatures that we've just seen but the really cool one was the last trailer that they showed so this was a very short trailer. It's about 30, 40 seconds long, maybe something like that. But it teases at the next Broken Realms book. So we've had Broken Bellacor. Realms, we've had Broken Realms Teclis, yeah. and we've had Broken Realms Bellacor coming up next after that. This yeah. is Broken Realms and a new god rises. Now, the silhouette and the artwork for this character might immediately make you think of centigors and sort of like best beast men and that kind of thing. But I think that's a trick. I think this is going to be Kurnoth, who's the god of the hunt in the Wood Elf Sylvaneth mythology, mm. who is going to be coming back. Well, Kragnos, there, as you see, who's going to be coming to the tabletop 
at the head of the Kenothi armies. So you're going to be seeing another facet to the Sylvanas, I think, in the future. That could be mm-hmm. really cool. Mm-hmm. So. I'm sure Warren's just wishing for you know the the Beastmen to come back. I still remember a Beastmen reading. <laughs> That's gone back a bit. Oh yeah. yeah. If they if they bring out a if they bring out a new Beastman book and it's as good as that old Beastman book where the Beastmen enjoyed man flesh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I will I will do a fifty shades of grey style reading of that <laughs> in a smoking jacket in a chair in front of a fire. He's yeah. got the chairs for it now. <laughs> right. What about the forty K side of things, Ben? Okay, so you know how last week we were talking about how the fact that orcs got uh, the the raw end well. Isn't it funny how the weekend that I decide to talk about orcs and I decide to start getting into orcs? So let me put this into perspective, right? <laughs> Myself, uh, community member Noijatat from the site, and Lloydy, mm-hmm. at some point in the next year and a half to two years, we're going to get together and have a big old 40k style battle i use the words 40k style because i'm not sure what rules we're going to use just yet okay but we'll we'll, we'll get to that what you're going to do like orcs drift no 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 that, that we, i've done that i've played orcs drift i've done it it's even been i think it was even filmed and put out so i've already been there um but what it is noijitat's working on a beautiful krieg army and then Lloyd has created his uh, is in the process of creating his own uh, uh, take on the Imperial Guard, um, with a very kind of old Prussian Soviet, Soviet style, kind of yeah. a feel. Really, really interesting where he's going with it. Again, join the Cult of Games, guys. Take the free trial. Come and join us behind the scenes, and you get to poke Lloydy with a stick whenever he shows you. <laughs> Oh, we've lost them. 50 million photographs that he takes of the bl- right. <laughs> so that was Lloyd screwing him over there. That yeah, was, that, yeah, that was the, the spirit was. of Lloyd, just the machine uh, spirit says no. So to so those two guys are working on Imperial Guard. I said to him, right, I will build um a gaming a gaming table for this. Okay. So I'm gonna build the environment. And I'm going to I'm going to base it on orcs. Mm. I had thought about doing Tyranids and stuff like that, but I thought to myself, no, I'm gonna I'm gonna look back at the orcs. So I'm gonna create this orcified thing mm. battlefield, okay, and uh, doing orcs. Um, my my discussion last week in XLBS with the with the cultists was I was looking for stories where the orcs weren't idiots. Do you know what I mean? I'm, 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 uh, I'm. Maybe I'm getting a bit grumpy and grognardy in my old age, but I, I, I'm tired of comedy orcs. I'm tired of orcs that 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 talk with a a, a Cockney accent, like free. You know, I. I, I, I... <laughs> <laughs> I don't want Eastender orcs. <laughs> I wanted I wanted to to see orcs that they or hear orcs at their most ferocious. Orcs where it was being where it was being taken very seriously because you know, I just wanted a different style of it. You know, it, it, you could, I could play the funny comical orcs, but the other two guys are putting so much care and thought into producing two really interesting, gritty armies 
that uh, you know, to show out of respect for the the process that they're going through, I want to field an army that has a, that has a, a sense of gravitas about it, you know, a sense of threat rather than it being necessarily, um, uh, you know, the, the, the butt of the joke, um, army. So there, that, there that, that was my discussion last week. There is one mm-hmm. of the novels that might suit you, Warren. I can't remember the name, but I'll see if I can hunt it out. But it's basically a group of Imperial Guardsmen being sent to a planet to retrieve Commissar Yarrick's Baneblade. Uh-huh. And the orcs have actually stolen and orcified the Baneblade. Is it uh, The I, Beast Arises? Uh, no, no, I think. Is that not the Imperial Fists? Oh, right. Okay. Because that's that's probably the one that Warren was reading. I can't remember. What I, have been, I have been listening. Right, so I'm going the audiobook route because I'm lazy at the moment. And, Audible is fantastic. And, yeah, so I've been going the audiobook route. I've uh, started to work my way through The Beast Arises, okay? Mm-hmm. And I will say I'm not enjoying it very much because it's so it's so focused on the the bits of Warhammer 40K that I care least about. Mm-hmm. So it's got so much of the political aspects where they're describing the various bloody departments of the Imperium and stuff. I couldn't care less about that stuff. There's a bit of work enough stuff in it. I'm told to stick with it, that the, the battles get better. And I'm just hoping that they cool it with all of the silly magistratum bollocks. Kephias Cain might be a good <laughs> series for you then, Warren. Kephias hmm? Cain might be a good series for you. It's kind of like Blackadder in space, but there are times <laughs> when he's fighting the orcs and it is really well written. Yeah, but I don't want comedy. No, no, no. It's I'm saying it's Blackadder in space just because of the main character. But when they're doing battles, it is very down, dirty, serious, gritty fighting. But Justin, listen to me. I'm a grumpy old shit at the moment. Exactly. You want, need to smile. I don't want any comedy. No, I don't want any comedy whatsoever. I just okay. want. You want trauma? Yeah, I want. I want. I want a cruel, vicious, terrifying. Orcs. I'm expecting Ward well, to turn up in like full emo gear someday yeah. with the fringe down over the face. Yeah. The world is nothingness, it's sorrow and sadness. Well, you might, you might unfortunately not like these new orcs that we were previewed at the weekend. So, right, show me them. Let's, the let's, trailer, let's get a look. The trailer was specifically for the Beast Snagger orcs, which is going to be like a tribe of the orcs in the game. And the tree, mm-hmm. the, the, the preview trailer did show off. A couple of interesting new stuff that a couple of new interesting new min- miniatures that might be popping up, like new war bosses, new elite troops, and that kind of thing. But the main focus of it was to do around the idea of squigs and what's called squig hog boys. Okay. And you can see them there. So these are cavalry units for the orcs that are part squig, part pig. <laughs> and these are them. Uh, doing a little bit of Horizon Zero oh, okay. Dawn cosplay there. So there we oh, yeah. Go. yeah. I'm, okay. I'm, I'm kind of <laughs> digging this because I like the backstory of the orcs where whenever they, they like reinfect a planet, you know, the spores start to grow into orclings again. That yeah. they are back. So apparently these I are have kind no of... issue with that at all. That's, oh, well, that's perfectly fine to me. You know, I, I, I would paint it worse. I would paint it slightly <laughs> differently. Um, but, you know, uh, I love squigs. You know, I think squigs are a, a terrifying looking thing. You know, it's, um, no, I have no issue well, with there that. We go. Oh, you can strap that, yeah. dynamite to it and just send it forward. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. So that's the new sort of unit that was teased with this, although I think there's going to be a lot more. Probably going to get a new codex, and I would hope, maybe, as we always say, that the boys will get updated in the future, which would be nice. Yeah, that would be this also led on to a couple of sort of smaller new previews as well, uh, with the big stuff coming on a little bit later. So we got the new Castigator battle tank for the uh, Sisters of Battle, the Adeptus Sororitas. Yeah, but it's this like gonna... a Predator and Lemon Russ had a baby. Yeah, so this is um, their new line, well, battle line tank, effectively, for the uh, Sisters of Battle. Um, it comes with the big Castigator cannon on top of it. And the whole idea of this is that it steps away from the idea of the Adeptus Sororitas just burning everything to death. And instead, they put bolters on this. So this is a big, huge <laughs> bolter, bolter carnival, effectively. You know, there's fire when it explodes. That's good enough. That will be fun for yeah. for sisters players. I think they I think they'll enjoy that. Mm-hmm. And as Justin says, you know, there's there's a familiarity to that, which is uh, which is interesting. It's mm-hmm. got tracks. And, yeah, I'm uh, here. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna complain. It doesn't hover. That's good by me. Yeah. And it doesn't have stained glass windows a blast all shoot. over the place. Yeah, but it, it's got that like the, the little nave in there just in the front with the little statue. I like that oh, detail. Yeah. So it's a little bit of yeah, a rolling chapel, nice. but mm-hmm. not too much. Yeah. yeah. No, no, it, it's that that is a that is a nice balance for me. Mm-hmm. It's look, it's not gonna set the world on fire. Get it? Get it? Very good. Oh, <laughs> Uh, right. We also had the uh, Adeptus Mechanicus, who got themselves uh-huh. a new miniature preview in the form of the Skitari Marshal. Uh, and then there's also going to be a new Adeptus Mechanicus Codex coming alongside it as well. So if oh. you're looking for all of the new rules that were sort of built on as part of Pariah Nexus, uh, mm-hmm. then this is going to have all of that in, included in there. And it's obviously a new codex for ninth edition for the Adeptus Mechanicus to use with their new character leading the way. Uh, yeah. so I will say, I do love the Belisarius call novels. They are very fun. Mm. What uh, about Necromunda? Um, yeah. any, anything on that front? So Necromunda uh, is getting a little bit of a revamp. So um, it's not a new edition. Don't worry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but this is a new Hive War starter set for Necromunda, which is their sort of updated entry point into the game that goes beyond what we saw previous in Undercity. So this is, um, well, sorry, Underhive. This is a new starter set, which includes the Delac, or as I used to call them when I was younger, Delac, but it's, I, it's, I'm reliably informed it's Delac, mm-hmm. uh, going up against the House Escher. Uh, in the set, you also get the new board, the new terrain, which looks a little bit like the Zone Mortalis stuff that we saw previous a couple of years ago. You also get all of the accessories, all the themed dice, all the cards that you need to play the game, and a sort of cut down, get started rulebook, which you can see there, which will feature all of the updated rules and stuff in there. Mm. Don't worry, all the stuff you have is still probably okay, so it should be fine. Yeah. <laughs> um, you can see what's in the box there. Um, but this could be a new entry point to sort of like build on what they've done before. Obviously, um, House Goliath, I moved out of the way for Delac in this one. Mm. But if you want to go and pick up House Goliath, they already exist out there as a faction you can go and pick up. Mm. This is then added to even more with the uh, addition of the Redemptionists. So we were missing out fire when it came to the Adeptus Sororitas. But have no fear, House <laughs> Cordor are here to set you on fire in the name of the Emperor, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, so as everyone will know, most people in the in the uh, Imperium are devout worshippers of the Emperor. He's yeah. a great guy. Ding. These guys are the guys that turn up to your door and say, you're not worshipping hard enough. 
Uh, and if you don't worship hard enough, they'll set you on fire. So yes, <laughs> um, if you're looking for an expansion to House Cordor, you have those options there. Now they can be run effectively as their own gang, but they also work alongside the original House Cordor models, which came out a couple of years ago, in order to make a sort of more uh, sort of diverse group if you want to. Uh, and obviously, they get their new House of Faith book, which is effectively a new codex for uh, for House Cordor within Necromunda. Um, so if you want to dive in and use that, then you can. Just to give you a heads up on what you actually would need to play if you were diving in for the first time, maybe the Hive War new starter set would be a good idea to get started. And then you just need to buy the house book that is applicable to that. And you've got the rule book and the codex, for whatever better word as I say, and you're ready to go in the game, which is pretty cool. So yeah, not too bad. Happy mm-hmm. days. Uh, 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 a side note, just quickly for video gaming, the Underhive Wars video game has actually recently added the fifth faction, which I believe was Cordor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's a new hired gun first-person shooter oh, set yeah, in the world of Necromunda coming out as well. So. <laughs> oh, yeah, I did see the trailer for that. That looks awesome. Yeah, and then you've got the uh, the 40k, it's like Vermintide, but 40k Darktide, I think it is. Yeah, Darktide coming out as well. So there's plenty of stuff for 40k fans in the digital realm. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very nice. And um, for any of the rest of you who are not one bit interested in that, I'm with you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, actually, did you guys talk about Astartes becoming official? No, no, we didn't actually. That's probably a good thing to talk about. Actually. So th- um, this yeah. is a, a fan-based like shorts series showing off Space Marines uh, in like just a really nice cinematic thing. And they've now became official with Workshop. So I am so excited to see what they do now that they have the full company backing. Yeah. Let's see where it heads. Right, Ben. 3D printing watch. What have you got for us this week? Yeah, so uh, this week around, we're going to be looking at um, RM Printable Terrain, who have been doing some really awesome stuff as part of my mini factory, as we've looked at in the past in a couple of weeks. Uh, and this is mm-hmm. their new campaign done as part of my mini factory sort of funding uh, sort of wing, I guess you'd say, called Birchwood Vale. Yes, it's like they're crowdsourcing. Uh, the idea with this one yeah. is that they are... Yes, yes. So this is like a crowdsourcing element as part of my mini factory that kind of is all focused on the people that are part of their system and their kind of ecosystem, I guess you'd say. Uh, but this mm-hmm. is their... Um, their project, as I was saying, based around Birchwood Vale, which is a selection of miniatures, terrain, and such and such things that you can use for your role-playing games, for your skirmish adventure games, and maybe even some mass battle stuff as well. Um, so the idea of this is that it's all wow. themed around this strange, eldritch, twisted wood called Birchwood Vale. And in this, your heroes, that are a part of the Miniatures Pledge, are going out to try and... Um, defeat the evils that have awoken deep within it. As you can see there, some of them in the top left-hand corner. Uh, So they've done a couple of different heroes that are kind of all designed around the idea of those sort of archetypes of Dungeons and Dragons. So you've got sort of fighters and paladins and rangers and rogues and clerics and that kind of thing. And then on top of that, as part of the miniatures pledge, they've also done different levels of encounters based on the miniatures and stuff. So you've got low-level encounters, so your um sort of rats and your walls you've got some absolutely massive miniatures like there's big trolls there's huge towering uh, giants and all kinds of things like that that have been thrown into the mix as well um 
In addition to the miniatures, there's also a terrain-based pledge as well. And within that, you've got things like twisted trees and stuff. You've also got shrines and different sort of areas of power that you can go and um, explore and that kind of thing as well. Um, so it's all, again, based on the idea of you planning out interesting scenarios on your tabletops for things like role-playing games. Although, of course, with a lot of the terrain, you could obviously then use that and base it on different things to use in your, uh, your war games as well, which is cool. The um, cool thing about this campaign as well is that obviously it's all sort of focused in on their sort of community within my mini factory. And that means a lot of people have dived in on this and have already cracked through billions and billions of stretch goals. Um, so they have unlocked loads and loads of really cool characters like grizzly bears and dwarves. Who could say no to dwarves? They are here as well, uh, rocking things out. As you can see there, you've got Morgana and all sorts of stuff there as well. Um, an interesting thing is uh, on top of that is that in addition to just being able to back stuff for Birchwood Vale, you can also pick up some of their stuff from their previous campaigns. So I think they've done about three or four campaigns previous to this, where they've done sci-fi and sort mm -hmm. of like pulpy weird stuff as well, uh, which is all available over on their My Mini Factory page as well, if we want to go and have a look at that too. Um, uh, so yeah, very cool stuff from mm. them. There's some nice sci-fi stuff in here. Yeah, so they do actually have a really awesome selection of sci-fi stuff. So they've done three campaigns before this. So you've got Av Avalon 8, haha. Uh, you've got Stormguard, and then you've got Stormguard Undone. So there's three different ones. The Avalon 8 stuff is what we're looking at now, and that's very much their kind of sci-fi, well, high sci-fi stuff. Mm -hmm. So there's these things like um, robots. They've done spaceships. They've done space crew and all kinds of things like that as well, which is really nice. All done in that kind of like 28 to 32 millimeter um, scale. But of course, because this is STL files, you can go whichever way you like with these and you can rescale them to whatever suits your games of, of choice, which is oh, really awesome. I like awesome. this guy. He's yeah. awesome. No, it's worth pointing out for people with a, with a 3D printer. Look, the, the, the scaling thing is, is a little subjective, okay? Mm. There are limits to the rescaling um uh right uh, right and he's okay um it, it, it'll it'll depend very much on your hardware so um fdm machines um you know will not be able to re rescale down too much um S uh, uh, sla so resin based machines will allow you to scale down a good bit but in my own experience you know obviously going anywhere below 12 10 mil um, yeah, it's gonna it's gonna start getting uh, getting tricky. Either machine will happily scale it up. FDM once again will let you scale it up, you know, quite substantially. Um, and uh, well, with SLA, you're you're only limited really by your bed size. Which on the topic, this is the bed size of the the Elegoo Saturn. Ooh, that's big. So, yeah, that is. So I haven't set it up yet. Um, but I do have uh, I do have uh, the Saturn now on site, and um, this is the this is the bed size. So I'm 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 quite looking forward to seeing uh, Very cool. what 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 we can what I can print now basically with it with yeah. you know, a much larger bed size than than what I've had access to before. I'm I'm really curious to see you know that that thin layer on the bottom of your tank. I'm really curious to see how that deals with the stress of larger prints. Hmm. Yeah, well, we'll you know, I will, I will report back um, as and when I get uh, uh, some experience on that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But uh, uh, I was going to yeah, say well, some of the some of the nicest things that you can print, and what I see a lot of people printing through three D printers isn't necessarily the actual miniatures, but it's the terrain side of things. Yeah, 
like I see a lot of people going to that to build their terrain and that kind of thing because you get a really cheap STL file and then you can sort of roll out a lot of terrain very, very quickly and easily. Uh, well, so not so to... not so quickly. Well, well yeah, yeah. Quick, quickly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Warren, if you remember, yeah. whenever we did, I think it was a Flames of War weekend where we basically printed out eight tables worth of terrain. Uh, and that was on just uh, an any cubic i3. It took ages, but we had multiples running, and it was one yeah, of the big we things. Run, is, we ran multiple printers effectively yeah. 24 hours a day. Yeah, um, for a few uh, months. To get, to get the, well, it wasn't for a few months, but it was certainly for you know a few weeks. Mm. Um, it, it is very doable, you know, um, but it takes persistence. You know, it's yeah. a, a 3D printing is a hobby of its own. Mm. Um, and, you know, it, it's, uh, I'm very much an advocate of 3D printing, but mm. nothing happens overnight in the, the 3D printing world, except for the stuff that you set up to print overnight. Yeah. Um, but you have <laughs> uh, to remember to do it. The one <laughs> so, thing I would say is if you are doing it, the biggest thing is your layout efficiency on the bed. Get as much as you can on the bed. And actually do the math on your reels because you've got like 330 meters on the reel and as you run it through the slicing program it'll tell you how much each run is going to do because the last thing you want is to have a reel run out like halfway through the night because that just becomes a headache very true yeah although if Um, you do notice you're going to run out you can hot swap no no this all sounds very technical now yes (laughs) we have a discount code for some folk don't we yeah we do so if you do like what you've been seeing there as part of the wider my mini factory collection that they have over there then we got given a discount code by the guys at uh, my mini at um, rm principal terrain so you could use ott birch 5 i'll put the actual code in the description down below so you can go and check it out mm. and you can use it on their site for some uh, money off uh, their terrain and their miniatures and that kind of thing so if you like a lot of the stuff from maybe Stormguard, then maybe you can use that for mm. setting up a rather awesome new frost grave tabletop perhaps and or if you like if you like the sci-fi stuff, maybe you could use that to make some alternative crews for something like Core Space. And of course, we've got Stargrave coming down the the, the road yeah, very, very stop. quickly. So. Yeah, okay. No, it's it, I want to use it for some of these spaceships in the Avalon yes. yeah. range. Um, I, I, I really like that. Now, scroll down, Justin. No, no, no. Well, yeah. God, there's so many of them. Oh, no. yeah. They're all good, aren't they? Oh, man. No, no, trust me. I, I, I knew they weren't all in the one spot, Warren. That's why I'm hunting no. them for you. I don't know which one to choose. Right. Go. go down. I'll tell you which one I want. Go right. down. Down, 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 down. Deeper and down. Down, down. Keep going down. You're at the Keep bottom. Down. That's, all, that's all the no, terrain. You're too far. Up, 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 up. All right. Keep going I'm up. I'm going to stop there. Keep going up to the spaceships. Go, I'm go, at the, the spaceships space on my screen. You're right, lagging. You're, right. Give me a second. Right. Stop. Stop. <laughs> right. Do you see that one? Um, the uh, Arvalon the one, the blocky eight. one. No, Arvalon eight unreleased. Arvalon eight. Uh, the middle one of those three. The, the those three purple oh, yeah. ones at the bottom. That. I yes. want that. I want okay. to see that. So how long? Because would um, like so that one. How long would something like yes. this take to print? Would you say? Free, that would take. Yeah, that would take. Depends on how much detail. 36 hours, to Justin? Well, it depends on what your layer thickness is. Because, right, say I was running this out on uh, an FDM printer. Hmm. I could probably get that out in about 10 hours. If I'm going on a resin bath printer, maybe 18. 
Yeah, you'd be you'd be doing well, Justin, at twenty eight mil. At twenty eight mil, yeah, I think I could do that in about eighteen hours. Uh, patient I, man game. Your sentence might be different to mine, Warren. You're maybe running your exposure times different to me. Well, I don't know. Um, it, the thing about it is, for you, it would be printed in multiple parts. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you would have to you'd have to set your your parts up on the print bed, um, and if you want to print it at any reasonable quality. You're just going to have to accept that it's going to take a good chunk of time to do it. Mm. So it's, um, and the, the, the difficulty with printing that in resin is your tank, your resin tank will only hold so much resin. Mm. And if you, if you try to do it all in one shot and you know, you're going to use more resin than is in your tank, then you have to remember to refill it. Something my friend Justin never remembers to do. <laughs> so that so, happened one time, Warren. No, no, no. We get a lot time. of half prints. No, we get a lot of half prints, man. So it's um, it's so you know you're probably you're probably better just setting it up that you know what's going to print overnight and do it in two or three goes. Um, I I tend not to overload the plate if I'm being honest. You because you're just adding a lot of extra pressure, and if things go wrong you normally won't notice until near the end of the print. Mm. And by that stage, you've wasted a lot of resin and you have a lot more fails because, you know, a failure in one part of the print can, in some instances, start to affect other areas of the print. Yeah. And, and so if, if it does fail, you have to remember to completely clear the tank because if you put the build plate down with stuff still on there, you can crush the screen, can't you, Warren? Yes, <laughs> you can. <laughs> and yes, I have. Did you win one of our prizes? Find out on our prize claim center over at ontabletop.com. Here we list all our previous prizes and those who have won. If you see your username, fill out the form to claim your prize. All prizes must be claimed within 30 days. Ben, let's get a couple of Kickstarters out there. Yeah, cool. So the first Kickstarter is from Futsal Miniatures and Warhost. So Hobdy and Hicks, which I always think is a fantastic name for a detective show. Yes. Uh, and this is the return to the Baron's War for their third campaign, mm-hmm. which is called Death and Taxes. So Death and Taxes uh, is set up primarily as a vehicle for a bunch of excellent new miniatures. So they've got Philippe Marc de la Mer, who was the actual Sheriff of Nottingham from history, mm-hmm. who was deemed so much of a dickhead <laughs> that he was actually given his own entry in the Magna Carta so that he would, him and his family would no longer be able to hold sway over the villagers of the local area. <laughs> um, nice. So you can play as that twat and his <laughs> collection of soldiers, or you can play as the valiant, the dashing, the not at all deadly and outlawous styled uh, rogues of Wimmenhampton or Wim- Wimmenton, which is the name of the village, and play as Robin Hood and his merry men, and go hunting down the sheriff and his uh, lollygaggers and taking them out before they can take away with all the gold and the riches of the village. Um, this is all then comes together as part of a campaign supplement, which is called Death and Taxes. So if you back the campaign, you get this PDF campaign for free. I think they're also working towards getting it done as a physical version as well, which is pretty awesome. And then you can play out a really awesome sort of movie-style campaign on the tabletop, going a little bit historical, going a little bit fantastical if you wanted to, and being a bit sort of Hollywood at the same time, and playing out an excellent campaign on the tabletop. So it's Robin Hood. 
Yeah, it's Robin Hood. It's Robin Hood. It's Robin Hood or Maid Marian and Her Merry Men, if you remember that CBBC I do remember back that. Back in the day. Now, I will admit, my favorite iteration of Robin Hood is, is the little fox oh, yeah. um, in Disney, Disney version. Uh, it's uh, my absolute favorite. Um, it's the only anthropomorphic thing that I'll ever admit to in front of you, Ben. <laughs> shame, shame. I, which, I, one of these, which one of these minis is Robin? So Robin Hood uh, already exists within the Footsore Miniatures collection, but they've done an alternative version if you go down to their stretch goals. So they've got an uh -huh. alternative version of Robin Hood uh, as part of this campaign that you can nice. pick up, which is really cool. Uh, so you should scroll down and you should see him soon. There he is with sword raised in the air. Outlaw Commander. Outlaw Commander is your Robin Hood. So there you go. You can Happy days. So also, in addition to the miniatures, as we were alluding to, they also have some terrain. Uh, if you like to, if you'd like to pick them up in STL format, you can do so. But if you're an old grognard, then you can also pick them up in resin and just paint them up as physical products, if you wish as well, which is very cool indeed. Nice. This is something nice I love about STLs, though, is you don't have any shipping issues. It's just well, there yes. in your email. Yeah, yeah. And as as Blinky has said in the community. The best type of collection is a digital STL collection because you can have all the miniatures in the world and they take up no space. So <laughs> There is no pile of shame. There is the file of shame. Very true. Okay, nine days left on that one, guys. So if you want to get in on it, now is the time to hop in. Yeah. Right. I'm excited about this next one. I've mm -hmm. seen it on the running order. I love this company. Mm -hmm. We've got graveyard terrain from Tabletop World. Yeah, this yeah. is this is going to be awesome, isn't it? Yeah. So Tabletop World, as a lot of people know, make um, like bespoke level, incredibly detailed resin terrain that has been used in the past for expansive role-playing tables. Um, so a lot of people may remember there was a YouTube video a couple of years ago where a guy made effectively his dream D&D &D table mm -hmm. that stretched from mountains and dungeons through to forests and underground locations through to an actual town. And the town was made up out of the sort of terrain pieces that are made by Tabletop World. And they are exquisite buildings, some of which are built brick by brick by hand in resin and then sort of cast together which is just fantastic this takes us to a graveyard and as you can see here there's everything that you would need in order to create a spooky atmosphere on the tabletop so you've got chapel you've got shrines you've got the walls you've got the massive gatehouse with the big rusty gate you've got lots and lots of gravestones as you might imagine there's dead trees there are gargoyles that can sit atop the different buildings that you've got and look down on passers-by you've got catacombs and mausoleums and everything in here now this terrain is beautiful it does come with a little bit of a cost attached to it comparably but if you're the kind of person who is maybe just doing role playing and really likes building up really elaborate tabletops for your people to go adventuring in this is the kind of stuff to go for because it's a little bit like dwarven forge and that kind of thing costs a little bit more but the actual end product is just Amazing, obviously, as you can see here. Now, this obviously you'll have to paint it yourself, <laughs> not like Dwarven Forge, <laughs> but uh, it is phenomenal and would be equally at home in a historical tabletop as well if you wanted to do something in that sort of avenue. Yeah. So yeah, beautiful cool stuff. It looks gorgeous. Right. 
It really 27 really days to go on that one, guys. So you have a little bit of time on that one yes. um, uh, to go and uh, check it out. You're, uh, there are a couple of alternatives out there. Like Games Workshop do a mausoleum set uh, and stuff, which is quite nice. I've worked with it a couple of times. Um, but this particular set is beautiful. And uh, it, it's no surprise. Uh, the guys over at Tabletop World just just do extraordinary stuff. Both of these right. campaigns, by the way, are totally funded. So they're ones yeah. you can dive into and have a look at and, and check mm. out to your heart's content. So. Gorgeous stuff. Right. We're done. Remember, you, you can come over and join us in the Cult of Games Sunday morning for XLBS, um, where I'm, I've no doubt we'll have something interesting to discuss. Massive thank you to Justin, Ben, and Free for joining me tonight. And most importantly, a massive thank you to all you at home and elsewhere who keep tuning in and giving us your support. Guys, thank you. Have a great week of gaming. Go ahead and check out our other content on screen now. And while you're at it, why not hit subscribe and remember to ding our dong. Go on, you know you want to click it. Go on.